Welcome to the Duke IBD Podcast. Here's your host, Dr. Jane Onken. Hello, my name is Dr. Jane Onken, and I'm one of the gastroenterologists at Duke University with a particular interest in inflammatory bowel disease. And I'm thrilled today to have with me Lori Zubrod, who is one of our Crohn's patients who has come voluntarily to help talk to patients and providers alike about what life is like with Crohn's disease as well as life with an ostomy. So thank you, Lori, for being willing to come and share what are very personal experiences. Thank you for inviting me to join you today. I was diagnosed 17 years ago with Crohn's disease. Um, I had been married nine months when I was diagnosed, went on to have a child prior to my ostomy surgery, and then had a child about five months ago after my ostomy surgery. So you really have been through an awful lot over the course of your your young life. Can you talk a little bit about what it was like to be diagnosed shortly after you were married and thinking about family planning and how that impacted your, uh, your young marriage? It was stressful. It was a lot of denial at first and not really wanting to believe that I had a chronic issue that would be um, with me and my family long term. Um, It was a lot thrown at us at once. It was having a colonoscopy at age 24 and being diagnosed when you're terrified of colonoscopies in hospitals. It was a lot of unknowns and the medications have come so far in the 17 years. There, there wasn't nearly as much 17 years ago as what we have today. So you really have run the gamut in terms of treatments. Uh, were there any treatments in particular that made you feel terrible and that you could not wait to stop? Methotrexate was a very difficult one. Um, I did the shots weekly, had to go in to have the shot lost a lot of my hair during that time was also on a high dosage of prednisone and it still was not effective and you know it's frustrating enough to have to go through that but then to not get the results that you hope to get from it right side effects are perhaps more tolerable when the drug is working but when it's neither working but also having side effects it's it seems twice as uh Um, unsettling. Uh, Were there any therapies you thought helped you along the way? Remicade was pretty new when I was first diagnosed and that was that was a game changer um, for IBD patients I think as far as the biologics and sort of how we were treating Um, and that worked really well for a while and then I developed antibodies and um, had to stop taking it unfortunately but that opened up many avenues of other medications. What were the things that went through your mind when the topic of surgery first came up? Defeated. I felt very defeated that I had tried all these medications, nothing had worked, and now I was facing surgery and I knew going into surgery that it would be a permanent ostomy and that that would be what I would live with for the rest of my life. I think that's one of the most challenging things for us as providers is that patients view surgery as failure. And on the one hand, it is failure of medical therapy, but on the other hand, it may open up Uh, opportunities for improved quality of life for patients. Um, And we can talk a little bit more about that later when we talk more in depth about life with an ostomy per se. But um, I think that is one of the frustrating aspects as a provider is to convince patients that surgery is not always um, sort of a sign of, of failure. And it may actually open a door, as you say, to improve quality of life and other uh, other possibilities that wouldn't otherwise be available. I remember coming here for my last colonoscopy with you right before surgery, 
and you said, are you ready to be liberated from it? And that has totally stuck with me because it absolutely was. It was not failure. It was the best thing I could have done. How old was your son when you actually had your, your colectomy? So he was five, and about the time he was four, things just took a turn for the worst. I was in and out of the hospital more than I was at home. I couldn't get out of bed. My quality of life was very poor. I could not even walk to the door in the mornings to tell him goodbye as he would go to preschool. And I remember he would come stand beside my bed and he would tell me goodbye. And he would say, are you going to be here when I get home? Because if I was there when he got home, it meant that it was a good day and I wasn't in the hospital. And on one of those days, was so bad, we actually had to call an ambulance. And he came in as the ambulance got there. And he remembers following that ambulance to the hospital and sitting in the waiting room until they could bring him back. And he still talks about it to this day. And he will still point out the chair in that emergency room that he sat in and waited until they let him come back. So it just had a profound effect on his life. And now he is very involved with the Crohn's and colitis, the walks that we do, and just raising awareness. And he loves to tell people about it. He wants to help. So after your surgery in which you left the hospital with an ostomy, did he, how involved was your then five-year-old son in sort of ostomy and and seeing your ostomy and sharing in the care um, and management of your of your post-surgical state. So we were very honest with him. I left to come to Duke on a Sunday, and he knew that it was surgery time, and I remember my cheeks were very swollen from the prednisone, and he put his hands on my cheeks, and he said, you know, the only thing that's important is that you feel better, Mommy. He stayed at home with his grandparents, and I came back about a week later, and he met me at the car, and the doctors here had given a doll um, for us to give to him that had an ostomy, and it had some actual pouches that he could change and see what it was like. And he was sort of in a pirate phase at the time. So he used to call it my patch because he thought that sounded cooler. <laughs> Cute. And so he was involved, and he knew what an ostomy was. And do you Absolutely. think that helped him to cope with what you were going through in that sense? It helped him to understand why I was doing it because he saw the before and he saw that after but now it helps him realize that it's okay to be different and he can have friends that are different and it doesn't mean that they are different they might just look different or have something going on that maybe they don't want to share with you but right it's okay right so do you remember just before surgery I if I remember correctly you had fallen and you had broken both elbows if I remember right that's right both (laughs) and so can you talk about the role your husband then had to take for the activities of your daily living I mean this is you now are headed for surgery but prior to surgery you had a fall and broke both elbows so now you're in casts what were what were your arms like my arms were at a 90 degree angle for about four weeks and then I went into physical therapy I had to delay my colon surgery I had to move it back because I needed to be able to use my arms and I had no use of my arms and I remember going to the emergency room the night that I fell and the doctor came in and told me that I had broken both elbows and I said no you don't understand (laughs) I can't break both elbows right now I have Crohn's disease and I'm getting ready to have surgery and I really need my arms that that was a hard that was a hard twist you know wasn't wasn't expecting to do that 
two weeks before surgery. And so then what kinds of things did your husband have to do for you or what things were you not able to do for yourself as a result? I was not able to eat on my own. I had to be fed. I had to be bathed. Um, My son had to be taken care of. There really wasn't much I could do, but I learned to do it. Um, I learned that if he didn't shut the door all the way, I could get in and out of the restroom or in and out of rooms in our house. I could not get into a car and fasten my seatbelt, so every time I had a doctor's appointment or physical therapy, somebody had to drive me, and I was not able to drive for six weeks. But I did learn through it all that you can be resilient and you can find a way to make it work. So I was going to ask you, were there times when you felt really sad or depressed or thought that this was more than you could handle? Of course. Yeah, I I thought, why does this keep happening? I can't seem to catch a break. I think that that's a conversation that you can have with your doctor if you feel that way. And I think it's totally okay for you to feel depressed or anxious uh, about the situation you're in. And how did your husband react during this? It was overwhelming for him too. Um, Not only did he have a wife that was getting ready to have surgery and have an ostomy, so a lot of unknowns there, but we also had a small child in the house and he had to be the primary caregiver and he did a fabulous job. I absolutely could not have gotten it through it all without him. And did your son have to take on some of the household duties that maybe a five-year-old would not otherwise have to take on? He did. He had to, you know, he had to help out some too. And I remember asking him a couple times, could he, could he help me, you know, get the straw in my drink or hand it to me or um, give me some crackers, um, you know, things like that to help out. Do you think that has impacted how, how he has grown up since then? Do you find him to be um, a help with your new little baby? I think it, it taught him a lot of empathy and and to kind of step into that caregiver role. So now you have a new little one um, who you I think you said is now five, months, five months old. Mm-hmm. So what was what was it like to be pregnant with an ostomy? It was actually very easy. Um, much much more simple than I thought it could be. My ostomy was pretty much a non-factor during the pregnancy. I did have a C-section, but that was mostly because I had a C-section with my first pregnancy. There were some changes in my stoma as my belly grew, um, but it it did very well, and I actually had no problems from my ostomy. So if this topic is not too personal, could you touch briefly on what intimacy is like with an ostomy? It's actually never been an issue for us. My husband's been very accepting of it and it's never bothered him. I do use the ostomy bags that are, they're not see-through, so you can't um, see the contents in them. So they're a little bit more discreet. And I know there are some sites that you can go to to buy wraps um, that if that makes you feel more comfortable, you can certainly do that too. Do you follow any particular diet with your ostomy? Have you found that it restricts your life or maybe in more ways it has liberated you, as you said? I think it has definitely liberated me. I remember about 24 hours after my surgery, they brought a tray to my room and I was able to eat some of it. And I told my husband, I said, this is the first time in several years that I have been able to eat and not be in pain. And that was just an amazing feeling because I had forgotten what that felt like to not be in pain every time I ate from the ulcers. There's not much that I have to avoid. Um, Foods that are high in fiber, 
can sort of give me a hard time. Um, so I have to watch out for those. Things that are hard to digest, I have to chew a little bit more carefully or maybe try to avoid. But for the most part, it's, it's really not been a problem. So does the ostomy restrict your life in any way that you can think of? It does not. And that's what I would like to tell everybody that's thinking about um, surgery and kind of facing that. It's very freeing. I don't have nearly as many trips to the restroom. It gives you the ability to do more and you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about being sick all the time. So I know you come to clinics sometimes wearing dresses, wearing shorts. Do you find you have to adjust the clothes you wear in any way? Not at all. I have not had to change one thing. They do such a great job making the products these days that they are more discreet. And if you don't want to share that you have an ostomy, you certainly don't have to share that. How about from an activity standpoint? What do you do when you want to go swimming, for example? I change nothing. I throw on my swimsuit and I go in the water. It, it is totally, has no effect on the ostomy at all. I've had no problems. I haven't had to change any activities that we do and we're a very active family. It's never been a concern. How do you keep your energy level up? Do you have to nap during the day? Do you find, um, now with two children, you may find you're more exhausted than you were with one, but do you did you find that your energy level was actually better after surgery, maybe after you recovered somewhat? I think it was definitely better. You know, just as my health improved, that became more regular. There are days when I'm tired and there are days when I need to go to bed early, and I think that's okay, and it's okay to allow yourself to do that. It's okay to allow yourself to slow down when you feel that you need to do that. So after surgery, did you think that would be then no more Crohn's or were you pretty sure that there would still be treatments along the way and that you might not actually be finished with needing treatment for Crohn's in one way or another? I think I knew that I would still need the treatment. But my quality of life improved so much. And even though I still need the medication and some days I need to take it slower, my quality of life is 10 times better than it was before surgery. And I would highly recommend, you know, if, if you're going down that path to really consider it. You have been a wonderful advocate for patients with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Can you talk about your upcoming role with the foundation and what you hope to achieve and what message you hope to share with uh, patients and providers? I got involved with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation after my surgery. I really wanted to give back and help those that were sort of facing the same situations and the same outcomes that I was going through and to share my experience. Currently I'm serving as chair-elect for the Carolinas chapter board of trustees and I serve on the Crohn's and Colitis, the National Research Committee um, advisory board as a stakeholder. So I review a lot of the research proposals that come in and kind of help from a patient perspective decide what we should fund. How many people in your circle of friends know that you have an ostomy? Is this something that you tell most of your friends or it never comes up or do you uh, try not to let anyone know? I'm very open about it. I would say 100% of my friends know about it. Um, and you know, when I, when I meet new people, I usually, it might not be the first thing I start with when I introduce myself, but it's not far behind. And I do, I try to share it. I really want others to know that it's okay. It's okay to have an ostomy. Have you met other 
other patients who have an ostomy? I have, and I think that is what helped me get through surgery, those relationships and, and bonding with the other patients that have Crohn's and colitis. Did you talk to anyone before your surgery about life with an ostomy, or was it only after your surgery that you uh, began to share your experiences with other ostomy patients? A little before, and then certainly after, I sort of looked for that network of folks that were like me, that had an ostomy, and wanted to see how they were living their lives, you know, what it, what it would truly be like. I think while the surgeons and the physicians are fantastic, um, until you have an ostomy, you don't know what it's like to live with an ostomy. I think that's absolutely true. I think it's very easy for the provider to say to a patient that the recommendation is for surgery and that it would end up with an ostomy. But as many times as I tell patients, I feel confident that your life after surgery will be better than your life before. I think most patients think to themselves, it's easy for me to say because I don't have one, Um, which is one of the reasons you have been such a wonderful asset for us and our program at Duke because of your willingness to share your experiences with our patients who are contemplating surgery or for whom we've recommended it and they really, really don't want to have an ostomy. And I think one of the things that is so prevalent is the stigma surrounding an ostomy. I remember I taught a medical school class uh, about inflammatory bowel disease and the patient we had as a patient in the room, uh, we invited the the students to ask lots of questions and one of the questions we asked was did anyone in the room could they guess whether or not this patient had an ostomy or not and most of the medical students could not have anticipated that the patient was an ostomy patient and I think there is a perception among the unenlightened that there is a big uh, sign on your forehead that says you have an ostomy I think one of the important messages you share is that that is not the case I'm fairly confident that most people who meet you would never have any idea that you were an ostomy patient. And to watch you conduct your life, interact with your family and your friends and the colleagues you have on the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, I think you're a wonderful example of someone who has not let the ostomy define you, but you you are you whether you have an ostomy or not. Thank you. I think that there was definitely a stigma more so years in the past, not so much now as maybe ostomies were for older older folks, and that's not true. All, all people could have ostomies from the young to the oldest, and um, you would never have to know if you didn't want to share that you had it. Right. So if you could offer one or two pieces of advice for patients with Crohn's in general, can you think of what one or two pieces of advice you might offer? Um, Just because you have Crohn's doesn't mean that Crohn's has you. And you can have the life that you want to have and still have have IBD. It doesn't have to define you. And how about from a surgery standpoint, um, if you could offer one piece of advice for patients who are contemplating having an ostomy or having the surgery that would require a permanent ostomy, what, what might you tell them? So my surgery was six years ago this week. Um, so, so I've lived with it for six years now, and I have never looked back. If it helps you to lead the life that you want to lead, then do it and don't look back. It can, it can really change your life for the better. Are there any last thoughts you have for 
advice for providers, I would say. Um, are there things we could do better in terms of sharing the message or telling you about treatments that we're about to recommend or side effects? And this is an opportunity, I think, for us to learn from you um, about what we do right, but also what we could do better. I think podcasts like this um, that sort of share the patient perspective is a great a great tool for the patients um, because then they have first firsthand from the patient what it is really like to live with it. And, and the treatments have come so far, and I think they're only going to improve. Did you ever feel as though we would never find something that would make you feel better? I did because it went on for so long and I became steroid dependent and I tried every medication there and nothing would work long term for me. So I did. I felt super defeated, but there's always something out there that that you can try or do or surgery and, and you can get the results that you're looking for. So what, what do you think is a good resource for patients who are losing, uh, who are losing faith or confidence that something better is around the corner? I think there's great support groups through hospitals, through the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. There's all kinds of networks online that you can reach out to. And patients, a lot of patients are willing to talk and share their stories with other patients. Do you get online with patients? Are you? I do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've developed some great friendships and relationships through that. I know you have been a wonderful resource for us as we talk to patients about surgery. You have volunteered your time on many an occasion to talk to patients who are thinking about surgery, who are hesitant about surgery, and really want to talk to someone who has gone through the surgery before they make the decision about whether or not to undergo surgery themselves. Do you find that helps you also as you talk more about the surgery to other patients? I think it does help me. It it reminds me of where I came from with the disease and where I'm at now and just the great strides that I've made in my own personal life with it too. So I think some of this is perspective and I received a message from a patient Um, just the other day, who had had an emergency uh, ostomy. And he said, I just want you to know, I feel fantastic. Everything is going well. Um, But P.S., I hate my ostomy. And I wrote back and I said, think of it as a bridge to uh, successful treatment and that it saved your life. And he wrote back immediately, touche, period, I love my ostomy, period. And I think that it is a perspective. It is sort of how you view it. And is the glass half full or the glass half empty? And for you, the ostomy is really what enabled you to go on with your life to be the mother to your son and your new son uh, that you wanted to be and be the wife uh, and and for your own sense of self, self-esteem and your own drive to continue your work with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. With the ostomy, you have more control over it. And I think that control gives you just a sense of being. There's so many times with IBD that you don't have control over things. And if you can control the ostomy and kind of what's going on with that, it just makes you feel better. Wonderful. Well, I just want to thank you, Lori, for volunteering to come and share what is an extraordinarily personal experience uh, that you have been through um, in your very young life. Most of your life, or at least half of your life, has been spent dealing with 
Crohn's disease and the treatments uh, in one way or another. And you are a fabulous representative for patients, uh, but also a wonderful resource for those of us who take care of patients with inflammatory bowel disease. And I just want to thank you for being so willing to talk about your very personal experiences with the disease and your ostomy. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Duke IBD podcast.